This is the TJ Show. I'm on a mission, J-Bo. What mission? I want to figure out how we can all be loving each other better. I like that mission, TJ. And so I hit the streets, tapped some random people on the shoulder, and I was so happy I got to meet an awesome guy named Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thank I'm TJ. You. So let's talk about this feeling that's in the air right now. This season that we're entering into where people are getting tense, you're seeing it start to brew up on social media. How are we all going to love each other better? Do you know the answer to this question? Uh, I've been thinking about it all weekend long. Oh, I guess I'm not the only one who <laughs> was thinking about it. I love that. Because You're kidding me. I've been ha- having a lot of negative interactions with other human beings of no fault to my own. But I participated because I became negative as well, mm. which I should have caught myself, stood back a little bit, and thought about my reaction and my action and not theirs. Twin, that's amazing. Thank you. I mean, I'm not kidding. That's what we need more of. Isn't it so easy to react, Jabo? Yes, it is. And sometimes, honestly, it kind of feels good and justified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like how we're hardwired. Not right. You offend me, I'm going to offend you yeah. back with my attitude. Right. But is it the right move? Should no. we think about rewiring that response? Because that's why I'm riding my bike solo and coming down here at the hour that I'm coming because there's not a lot of human beings and not a lot of negativity, just nature. That's one way to handle it. If you're just tired with people, yeah. go for a bike ride alone. <laughs> but you love connecting with people. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. On a regular basis. But somehow I'm finding out that it's not going very well lately. Yeah, we're in wild times. Very wild, dangerous times. Okay, so what can we do if we want to love each other better? What's like a first step we can do? The first t- thing I do is smile. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy, but a lot of people don't communicate with a smile. Wait, can we try smiling at each other? Yeah. It w- hey. Hey. hey! And then you say good morning to certain people, and they'd be like... They tense up? Oh, yeah. All right, let's try this. I'll give you eye contact, and I'm smiling, and I'm going, do, 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 before I even get to them, like, you know, I'm good. I'm, and my energy is positive. I'm not getting that from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Was that hard for us? No, it's not hard, but that's, I think it's too much for some people. See, we greeted each other, we smiled at each other, and we both survived it. That's beautiful. I right? was just saying the other day, everything is so fast-paced. Yeah. I'm at the supermarket, and the man behind me is going, <sighs> so <laughs> do I react? You know what I call that? You know, what is it called? A surprise sigh. Uh, yeah, that. What's wrong? Exactly. That annoys me, but I try to stay positive. Well, what's the response to the surprise sigh? Oh, yeah, I could have said, oh, stop my transaction, let this person go, so that person can have a better day. Yeah, put your side back in your pocket. I'm going to try that. All right. That's what I'm going to try. Isn't this amazing when we just stop and talk to each other? We come up with all these ideas. Yes, we do. Love it. Yeah, and I wish they could see us. That way they could put a picture with us. But you know what? Sometimes just listen. Oh, that's right. We got a camera there. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be on social media. Uh, Hi. (laughs) That was awesome. I don't know if we fully figured it out, but we're trying to figure out how to love one another better. Yeah, but I like the fact that Dwayne is like honest. He's like, sometimes I react, it's not always the best, but he wants to do better and he's actively trying that. There's this tension in the air that we feel, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. We got to figure out what we're going to do with this. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's in the direction of getting better and better every day. It seems like people are getting more and more tense. So how can I individually... Mm. Help to shift that a little bit. Does it start in the line at the grocery store? Maybe it does. I know for me, sometimes I won't say hi to somebody when I'm walking past because I think in my mind, I told myself a lie, that they don't care if I say hi yeah, or not. There it is. That's not true because when I, if I happen to say hi, they usually say hi back. There it is. So all of us can try to change this if we don't like it. I mean, some people love it and they're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. negativity. Oh. But if we don't want it, then we've got to start with us alone. Right? That's right. 
The NBA All-Star Weekend kicks off today. And I I think I like this part of basketball the most because you got all these cool little challenges. Is that what they call it? They got the three-point thing and celebrities <laughs> start playing. Yeah. And uh, I used to, I mean, I watched it every year when I was a kid and I haven't watched it since then. But I'm rooting for Jennifer Hudson. Love her. <laughs> she's in the celebrity game, right? Yep, she's yeah. there. And uh, who else? Any other names that you're looking forward to in the celebrity game? Uh, Backstreet Boy, AJ McLean. Oh, there you go. I, I know. like me some AJ now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got a bunch of football players, like Micah Parsons from the Cowboy is going to be in it. Uh, CJ Stroud, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. It is so much fun. But even as someone who's not this sports expert, I do wonder, it has nothing to do with the actual season. So why would someone in the NBA want to play and risk getting hurt? in a game that doesn't matter. It's the same thing as like the baseball all-star games, right? Well, remember for the baseball all-star game, the winner in that game gets home field advantage in the World Series. So if the American League wins against oh, the I National see. League, they'll get that game seven at home. I don't think that's the case here in the NBA, but I do believe there's financial incentives to be an all-star and to play in the all-star game. Okay, so there's gotta, I was like, there's gotta be some reason they would want to do it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. gotta be fun, but the risk there, I mean, there's, there's a risk for sure. Well, there's a big risk, especially when it comes to the slam dunk contest. That has become a whole different animal in mm-hmm. recent years because a lot of the NBA's biggest stars don't want to participate because they're afraid they're going to hurt themselves. Has anyone gotten hurt doing that? Sure. You guys approached me yesterday. You said you wanted to record us doing slam dunks into a wastebasket? Yeah, like, you know how Anyone people... can do that. <laughs> Anyone. People... A three-year-old can do that. TJ. Well, have you ever been in your office and you crumple up a piece of paper? And even if you're not like this sports person, you, you shoot it in. You go, yeah. yeah, got it. Even I do that. And you wanted me, though, to slam dunk it, which to me is just throwing something away. <laughs> but with force. And with style and pizzazz. And then you convince me we should do it. And next thing you know, I'm seeing athletic moves, throwing the paper into the trash can. <laughs> Kenny rode a hobby horse and galloped to the trash bin and slammed it in. It was actually really impressive. And then I started getting way into it. And so I just rolled like I was on fire. <laughs> like a three-year-old. Like a three-year-old could do it, you yeah. see? I rolled all the way to the trash bin and dunked it in. You guys celebrated. It That's actually right. felt really yep. good. I was like, yep. oh, is this why people play sports? It was so it cool. It good. And then Jabo had this really cool move that you did and, and everything was filmed. So you're going to see these pop up on our Instagram at TJ Podcast and get linked up with all of our social media at thetjshow.com. The Slam Dunk Contest is all cool, but I'm looking forward to the three-point contest. I guess Steph Curry... And uh, Sabrina Ionesco. Is that the headline of this whole weekend? Yes, that's what everyone is looking forward to. Why are you looking forward to this? Because it's literally, it's male versus female, a three-point contest. From what I understand, Steph challenged Sabrina to a three-point contest. So I'm looking forward to Sabrina whooping Steph's butt. (laughs) Steph is amazing. (laughs) Let's go. That is such a great matchup. I know. That's like back to the schoolyard as kids, right? I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the best three-point shooters, Sabrina being in the WNBA for the Liberties and then Steph playing for the Golden State Warriors. Like, why not go off head-to-head? Is the court laid out the same for both leagues? No, I think she'll be shooting at the women's distance with women's balls, and he'll be using the nba size balls at the NBA distance. Cool. What a fun weekend on the way. And you love basketball. I do. Well, my husband loves it, so therefore I love it too. There you go. I was walking into the grocery store yesterday, and I have a question for you guys. I want to know what the appropriate number is here. So I get to the front of the store, and all the shopping carts are there. And as I'm pulling my shopping cart up, jostle it out of the other carts, 
which is my least favorite part of going to the grocery store, by mm-hmm. the way. They all get like interlocked. You have to like wrestle with carts, yeah. I get very aggressive with them. As I finally get my cart out, I see there's an old man behind me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let me, let me give this guy the cart. And so I start trying to give it to him, and he goes, oh, no, no. And he smiles. He goes, thank you. I, I'm waiting for my wife. So I go, oh, okay, great. And so he's standing there, and I go inside, and I see him again after about five minutes, and I smile at him, and he smiles back. It's like, cool, I kind of know this guy. I have, like, I had a moment with him. Right. And then another five minutes go by, I go through the aisles, and I see him again, and I smile at him again. And he ignores me. And I kind of took a little offense. I was like, you know, we know each other now, and I know you saw me out of the corner of your eye, and you didn't look at me at all. So why, what, we don't say hello to each other anymore? How many times (laughs) do you, don't you just keep saying hello to someone? No. No? No. I say two is the max. Like, it becomes awkward after the second time. The second time is even awkward because (laughs) the first time it's like, oh, we had an interaction. Second time, it's like, well, I don't want to be rude. Hey. Hey. But after that, it's like it's okay. It's it's enough. We're both in the store. We get it. No, I just thought he should have like smiled and turned. He Mm -mm. did. He did it on purpose, and I don't know why. Oh, I've done that because I don't don't want to seem creepy. I'll avoid eye contact. I'll go to a different aisle. These are strangers. I mean, how do you become friends with people? You got to meet a stranger first. I mean, this might be a very nice old man. I don't even know where his wife was, by the way. I didn't see the wife. So that was weird. (laughs) Kenny, how many times do you say hello? You know, you don't even say hello. The the guy probably thought you were following him around the store at that point. (laughs) You know how it is. You go up and down each. We all need the same stuff. And that makes you friends? Well, I just think you could be cordial to one another. Wait. Well, you were. You smiled. You said, what's up? You offered him the car. That's cordial. What about you, camera guy, Josh? You're lucky you got two interactions with this guy. There's no way. No way. Well, I do everything to avoid you at all costs. But do, why, why don't you... Because I see you don't like to interact with random people. I no. say hi to every person I walk past. Because I feel like the world needs more hellos. Okay, yeah, I do the same thing. People are buried in their phones. Okay, but in the grocery store, people go into the grocery store focused. They have a list. They want to go in there and get things. And to say hi to everybody you pass <laughs> in the grocery aisle, you'll forget your cereal, your oat no. milk, your oatmeal, the milk, everything. Try it sometime, Jabo. Challenge yourself. I want to challenge. No, I don't want my grocery trip to go from 30 minutes to two hours. You and anyone who is looking for more interaction on this earth, more pleasant exchanges, try saying hello just for one day to literally every person you walk past. Try smiling at them. Try saying hi and see if it makes any difference. You might be surprised who you meet. I've met some amazing people in lines at grocery stores just because I've made eye contact. I'm telling you, there's an old lady who I talked to for like 10 minutes. She finished her order. She stayed there while I was bagging my order just to talk. And it was actually this beautiful exchange. She's, I don't know, close to 90 years old. I thought it was awesome. And then we never saw each other again. I don't even know if she's still alive. I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of time wasting. I'm reading this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. (laughs) This doesn't sound very efficient. No, it is. Relationships really matter. I'm telling you, I think it's part of what's missing on this planet and why it's spiraling out of control. Everyone's starting to seclude themselves and they all want to be on, on their own. You got to take your cues from that elderly man. He's lived a long life. <laughs> no. he, he was. He already knows. He's like, listen, I already said hi twice. I'm not interacting anymore. Take cues from him. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to keep reporting back. I encourage you to try it, but I can't force you to try it. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. And something caught my eye, and I'm so confused by it. I have to bring this up, Kenny. I, I looked at Kenny, and I go, why do you have a bag full? I thought it was 
sticks and branches of a tree that died. <laughs> and I said, because well, it's this huge bag. Right. And from where I'm standing, it looks like a bunch of branches and leaves in a bag. Kenny tells me, no, 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 that's the present that my girlfriend got me for Valentine's Day earlier in the week. And can you please explain what this is? It's a bouquet of meat flowers. <laughs> I have ne- I've heard a lot of a lot of things. I have never heard of meat flowers. Or beef jerky flowers. Can you explain to me, like, what is this? And now that you pulled it out of the bag, I can see it's not sticks and branches and dried up leaves. It's jerk. It's yeah, dried it's meat. Yeah. So it's a bunch of... Dried meat, jerky, in the shape of flowers. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. So are you supposed to eat that? Yeah, I'm going to eat it. Could you take a bite of it real quick? I hope he shares, because sure. I want one. Yeah, you can have one, J-Bo. I. So what is it? Is it like a bunch of different animals and different flowers? No, so it's three different flavors of beef jerky. I have original, teriyaki, and hot. But, but there's no diagram to tell me what's what. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like a surprise. You take a bite out of it, you figure out which one you have. <laughs> but the things that I thought were branches are just like... They're jerky sticks. Like Slim Jims. <laughs> yeah. They're massive. <laughs> this is so silly. I what just sh- didn't what know. What should I eat first? The f- the, the petals or, well, or the stick? First of all, just take a bite and tell me, is it good? Eat the stick. Oh, come it, on. it almost eat looks like stick. a prop. Jerky is good. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, jerky is delicious. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, which, which one did you get? <laughs> I think this is original. If okay. you had to pick a preferred bouquet... I mean, obviously the flowers, that's the first. Yeah. But I would I would maybe go, if you want to go with a weird bouquet, I'd go with the the fruit ones that are covered in chocolate. Oh, Edible I arrangements. Love those. Oh, yeah, that's one. Yep. So good. What about you? Gift cards. Do Bu- they have gift yes. card bouquets? Yeah. What does that look like? It's more like little iron thingamajiggers, or clasps, and then at the end of the clasp, you can put little gift cards in them. Oh, that is clever. It creates a big bouquet. That is very fun. That, that must cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting that together. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Producer Heather, you have a favorite bouquet. I'm assuming as a vegetarian, a beef jerky meat flower bouquet <laughs> is not your favorite one to get. No, and I'm offended by it. I can smell it all over here. It smells <laughs> yeah. so but, good. But um, I have seen pickle bouquets, which is kind of cool. Ooh. I do love pickles. Oh. That is a great idea. See, I didn't know about all these bouquets. Yeah, I didn't know about pickles. I got to get my bouquet game up. I had no idea they could be so much fun. <laughs> you thought it was just flowers, huh, DJ? Yeah, yeah. you should probably close that up. I mean, Heather doesn't eat meat, and that's like the most meat-smelling <laughs> flower I've ever smelled. I think smelled. it smells great. I stand right next to Kenny, and I oh. love the smell of it. Wow. I want to pick the petals off. She loves me. She loves me not. She <laughs> Loves me. Can you she please stop? I know uh, I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> now this is a gift from Kenny's girlfriend Allison. Yeah, for Valentine's, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay, can you put a picture of that up on our Instagram story? Yeah, we'll we'll post that at TJ Podcast. We'll get some video. Put the bouquet near the flower so people. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, and it's not the. Uh, Ooh, I, it's actually a little bit hard for me to fully breathe without feeling a little bit of a gag right. reflex. What? I can't wait till we get done so I can get one of those those flowers. No, it smells like a locker room I in here. know. It smells amazing. I love <laughs> I it. I don't know why. So much. Um, Which one do you want, Jabo? But I no, don't no. care. I think, I think we're done. Now at least I know what it is. Thank you for turning on the TJ Show today. And follow us at that TJ Podcast. You'll see the meat flowers for yourself. Mm. I would not recommend. And also, what do you do? You have to eat that whole thing now in one sitting? No, no, you don't have to eat in one sitting. I, I'm going to put it in like a Ziploc bag. Right. And then maybe store it in the fridge. <laughs> okay. And then I'll eat it as I, as, as I see fit. Thank you for turning your radio on today. And I'm sorry for this. There's an interesting study that just popped up on my radar. And it says, less than half of Americans said they feel very satisfied with the current state of their personal lives. This is according to the latest Mood of the Nation Gallup poll. I love when... 
pollers do their polls. They get all this data mm -hmm. and they just give us the results. We just need to know are people happy or not? Right. Survey shows only 47% of U.S. adults are highly content with their daily lives, down from 50% this time last year. So people feeling less and less satisfied. Although you could flip that and say, well, half of people are satisfied. That's true. We're pretty close. Most Americans express some level of satisfaction with their lives, but only certain demographics reported feeling very satisfied. Are you curious to know who they are? I am curious to know. So the ones that say they were very satisfied tended to come from these categories. Individuals with annual household incomes of $100,000 or more, married couples, churchgoers, college graduates, and people above the age of 55. Mm. I do notice that usually, I mean, every once in a while, there's that get off my lawn guy. Oh, for sure. But for the most part, all people, they seem pretty happy. Hey, Dawn. Hey, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> well, they live long enough. They've seen all the crazy things and they still survive. I'd be happy too. They're just done. They brush their pants off and go, all right, I've had enough. That's right. Let's just be peaceful now. Yep. Got the grandkids and, you know, Sal down the street. Hey, Sal. Yeah, hey, they're good. They got bingos on Tuesday nights. What lawnmower did you just get? Wow, I've never seen one that does that. I mean, they're just so happy. I like it. <laughs> I am curious to know what changed between last year and this year for the numbers yeah, to go down. It's a great question. So, historically... Americans have reported lower personal satisfaction during periods of economic instability. 2011, following an economic recession. In December 2008, amid the global economic crisis. Yeah, so it seems like tough. uncertain provision or wondering like, oh no, where's the next paycheck going to come from? Yeah, I could see why that would stress people out. And there have been a lot of layoffs lately and also inflation. Everything is expensive. I remember growing up, Things, I don't feel like things were this expensive oh, when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, you quote my dad when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I don't remember that Everyone's at all. Everyone's saying the same Back thing. Back in my day. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, my mom wasn't rich, but man, it's like everything is expensive. And then when you're a child, your parents tell you, you can do whatever you want when you grow up. The truth is that's not true. The truth is you can only do what you can afford when you grow <laughs> right. up. That's the truth. What do you do, j in these times? Because you're good at, like figuring out your emotions and knowing what you need to feel better or maybe why you're feeling worse. Yeah. You're like a detective of your emotions. Well, I don't like to feel horrible. So what do you do to combat that? Because we all know when that feeling starts to come on. I think you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. Okay. Like, what are you feeling horrible about? For me, with my husband, Archie, being in the U.S. military and we're living in two different states— when he's not around, after being around for a couple of days, maybe from visiting, I get really lonely and depressed. Mm. And so I want to isolate. I think that's common. You want to isolate. But that doesn't solve the issue. You and I both know it doesn't solve the issue. So I have to push myself to make plans with people. So it's having that honest conversation with myself like, you're sad. Why are you sad? Oh, my husband, aren't you just left? Okay, how can I do something about this? Mm. That's good. And I tend to, if I start getting into that space, there are certain friends that just Always tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in this world where lies are constantly getting flung at us, whether right. it's from the internet or from people. They're, they're coming from all over the place. So having those friends that you know will tell you the truth, that helps me a lot. Yeah, it's and, helpful. And I love that. And, you know, my wife is one of those people. You know, just I'm so grateful for the people that we have. There's a little state of the nation there. And hopefully that goes up again. I think it will. I think it will, too. This is the TJ Show, our news. It sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? Did you know that blinding people are being blinded by high beams while driving at night is exclusively an American problem? Really? 
Yeah, for many years, drivers in Europe, China, and Canada have had what's called adaptive driving beam technology headlights that can actually shape the light coming from the headlights rather than scattering it all over the road. Well, it so, sounds like it'd be convenient for us to have, right, well, Jabo? Why don't we have that? Because of regulations. Now, in 2022, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration did pass new regulations that would allow adaptive driving beam technology, but apparently the regulations are very difficult and different compared to what's available in Europe and for automakers to allow this or to incorporate it into American cars, it would cost a lot of money and it's likely going to take several years. Well, I have this technology. I don't know what it's called, but I call it the on and off technology where when you're driving, when another car comes, somehow my car knows to turn off the high beams. Yeah, mine is the same thing. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's super cool. So we do have that in the United States, but imagine these high beams that are essentially like a digital projector with a million different light pixels that can be shaped and directed specifically. So your car would notice another car either coming your direction or a car driving ahead of you and then direct the light so it doesn't affect that other car. I'm imagining it. (laughs) Looks delightful. Yeah, it's... Right. Seems pretty cool. I get so annoyed when someone's either driving behind me oh, and know, the reflection shines back at me. Some luxury cars have this technology, but they don't have the software available for this specific use. Okay, but like, well, let's hope for it. Yeah. That'd be really nice. It might be a couple of years. Some automakers are asking regulators to reconsider the regulations mm. to make it easier and more cost effective. To when make somebody behind me is driving with high beams on, I usually flip my rear view mirror. So I flip it up yeah. to where the light bounces off and goes back into their eyes. Is that how it works? That's what I was told. Kenny, what else do you have for us? Well, in other transportation news, we're seeing that many, uh, many Tesla Cybertruck owners are complaining that their stainless steel vehicles are starting to rust. So Manly Man owned Tesla Cybertruck? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Many <laughs> Tesla Cybertruck owners. So wait a minute. That's the one thing. They got, it's like this cool truck. It does it all. It's one of a kind, brand new, and they didn't take the rain into consideration? I guess not. I mean, they knew it. So some of these people, they're complaining on a Cybertruck Owners Club forum. Mm-hmm. And one owner said that he was even warned when he went to go pick up the vehicle that rain could cause it to rust. How about that? So you know this, but yet you still sell it for like $60,000? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a, a strange thing to overlook or to even include. Like you'd think there's got to be some coating, right? Couldn't they get like polyurethane at Lowe's? That's what Elon Musk said in an ex-post in September, saying that Tesla might be able to offer owners an option of tungsten carbide coating, a ceramic material that would protect against corrosion. But right now, it's just straight up stainless steel, which does rust when it gets wet or is introduced to other factors. Anyone who has a a metal spatula knows that. It's bulletproof. Uh, It can't be scratched uh, by anything... Hard or less hard than a diamond, but yes, it can get some orange rust on it. It's more likely going to rain before I get shot up in my car. <laughs> That's very true. They should uh, probably prioritize yes. that, Jabo. Come on now. Kenny, what else do you have? California man received dozens of mysterious Amazon packages at his house over the course of six months. It turns out it was part of a common scam. Oh, get out of here. You I've know, heard this happening to a lot of people. I know someone this happened to. Really? really? And yeah, it freaked everyone out because these packages kept showing up. They kept reaching out to Amazon. They just shrugged their shoulders. Yeah. And no one really knew, knew what to do. And then eventually they did just stop, but it was a long period of time. What is it? Is it like a glitch 
No, they call this a brushing scam. So it started for this guy, John, with a single envelope that contained two machine screws. But then the packages got more and more advanced. He got solar panels, uh, video game console, digital picture frame. He was sent a couch. What? Uh, And then his credit card was charged $459 for that couch. This was considered a brushing scam, which involves Amazon sellers sending packages to random addresses so they can artificially inflate their number of positive reviews. Get out of here. And they're not being charged for it? Except for the couch, it seems like. The couch was the one thing that this guy happened to be charged for, and thankfully his bank was able to reverse the charges. After a while, Amazon started to cooperate, but like in your situation, TJ, it did take some time to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, the people I know, they don't get charged. They just have random things showing up. There was another instance that happened in 2023 when someone in... Prince William County, Virginia, received more than 100 Amazon packages that she never ordered. Amazon investigated and discovered that the vendor was having the packages shipped to random addresses to remove unsold merchandise from Amazon fulfillment centers. It's creepy because like random stuff shows up. And with this family that I know, they got like a gun laser. And it's like, uh, is someone like messing with us? Yeah. Is this a glitch? But it was all random stuff. So Yeah, and that's what's... This everything case is too. I don't want to say everything's a scam because then I'll sound like my mom. But I mean, come on. I mean, how many scams? How many different ways are people going to figure out how to mess with people? Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? A GoFundMe page was set up for the family of the radio DJ who tragically lost her life in the Kansas City shooting the other day, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Mm. The GoFundMe page had a goal of $75,000 and was helped to surpass that goal by none other than Taylor Swift, who made a couple of donations totaling over $100,000. Wow. That is so cool that she did that. My heart is broken for that family. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just such a tragic day. Yeah, Taylor sent it with a note saying, sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss with love, Taylor Swift. Mm. Man. World is tough. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre what's happening out there, but I'm grateful that the family is being supported and hopefully they just feel some peace at some point. That doesn't make sense. Right. Couldn't imagine what they're going through. Kenny, what else do you have? Well, it is official. Caitlin Clark is now the all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. So it happened. It happened in a big way and in a big fashion, too. She plays for the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. She took her less than two minutes. Two yeah. minutes? <laughs> I predicted yesterday. I was like, it's going to take her two minutes. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was in the first quarter. There were seven minutes, 38 seconds on the clock. So that's about a minute and a half. The fifth offensive possession. And she did it in true Caitlin Clark fashion with a logo three-pointer, meaning she took the three-point shot from the logo at midcourt. A very deep beast. three-pointer. Oh, wow. She went on to score 49 points, which was a career high for her and also an Iowa program record. That's awesome. Uh, So she had a huge night. She now sits at 3,569 points. So she passed the women's record. And now she has her eyes set on the men's record. Uh, Pete Maravich set this record with LSU back in the 60s, 3,667 points. So she could be the all-time leading scorer, men's or women's NCAA basketball. And she's on track to do it. Can she be in the All-Star game this weekend? She'll be in it next year. (laughs) All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? 
How about this for a drug bust? A Peruvian police officer lured out a suspected drug dealer with a fake Valentine's Day gift while wearing a full-size teddy bear costume. Oh, mm. I feel for that person because they played off that person's emotions. Yeah, we do really silly things when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. So this happened in Lima, the capital of Peru. And you could see video of this whole ordeal going down. The officer in the bear costume getting down on one knee out front of this drug dealer's house with a sign that says, you're my reason to smile in Spanish. And then a candy display in a heart-shaped balloon. The suspect came out and then was taken into head wow. handcuffs. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds shady for the cops to go about it that way. They lured her into that. Mm. Yeah. Instead of just knocking on the door and like them having opened the door, like they lured them into that. Uh, I wonder if that will like hold up in court. You know, it's all about TikTok these days, and it's a TikTok video now. Yeah, and I mean, there's different laws here in the U.S. than in Peru, so I'm not right. sure. I mean, that could you know teeter on the line of entrapment, which would be illegal mm. here in the United States. I don't know. So we'll see. But you see the uh, suspect being arrested at this time. The officer took the bear mask off. Mm. But then as they were taking the suspect to the squad car, he put the mask back on for like the perfect photo opportunity of, of two police officers, one in a bear costume, kind of escorting this suspect to the squad car. I wonder if he thinks about a line before the arrest, takes his head off and goes, You've been very bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's showtime. Kenny, what else do you have? The rapper Eminem is producing a documentary called Stans. You may remember the song he released back in 2000 called Stan mm-hmm. about a psychotically devoted superfan. I don't think Eminem knew at the time that he would be predicting what has become a real-life problem with celebrities mm. and their obsessive fans these days. Yeah, that that's enough to scare anyone away right. from being a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, who needs that? Yep. And I wonder if they knew that that was coming, would they want to continue to do that work? It like starts to consume life. It's horrifying. I know. A synopsis of the film calls it revealing, edgy, and disarmingly personal journey into the world of super fandom, told through the lens of one of the world's most iconic and enduring artists, Eminem, and the fans that worship him. I love how Eminem took a break and then he just came back and, and he's like, new music, documentary, what's up? <laughs> and everyone's like, cool, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go, yeah. yeah. Take your little rest and you're fine. Yeah, Eminem said that this will be an opportunity to turn the camera around and ask the audience about being fans and in some cases, fanatics. This is a study of the relationship between fan base and artists through the lens of Eminem's most fascinating song and one of the world's most important entertainers. And I just got to thinking, you know, Taylor Swift's been in the news a lot recently and she had a stalker that was arrested three times in five days. So a lot of celebrities are dealing with this kind of thing. Even like Travis Kelsey, who's dating Taylor Swift, he's, he had to move to a new house because people found out they were dating. People started camping out in front of his house. Wow. Glad someone's talking about it, right? going to shed some light, draw some attention to it and show people how serious it is. Yeah could just enjoy someone's work and go, all right, yeah, cool, and move along. Right. right. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 